Hey, welcome to the Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm Rachel. Murray asked me to share a little bit about my faith journey. Um, I'm also very nervous, so um, just be a bit patient. Um, I won't dwell too much on my early life. Um, I've always complained that my testimony is boring. Um, so I don't think after last year I'll complain about that anymore. Um, <laughs> I was born into a Christian family. Every night I read a Bible story before bed and prayed with my parents. As I got older, we kept up that pattern. When my mum and dad were saying goodnight, the questions they would ask us were, have you brushed your teeth? Have you read the Bible? That's how fundamental the Bible has been in my life growing up. When I was five, our family joined Euro Baptist Church. And here I am still more than 30 years later talking to you. <laughs> Um, I was baptised here as a teenager in 2001 um, after I experienced the tragic loss of two girls in my grade at school. Um, I realised the reality of life and death and how important it was to know for sure what would happen to you after you died. Um, I've helped in Sunday school, youth, creche, welcoming teams over the years and it's been an amazing blessing to see the way that God has worked through the lives of my youth kids um, who are a group of amazing people and how wonderful and faithful they've all turned out to be. It's been just a huge blessing for me. My faith and relationship with God changed a little bit when I had children. It became less about focusing on me and my time with God and more on teaching them about him. Um, helping them to discover the stories that I was read as a child. I actually find, found going back to those basics was really helpful for me and grounding. And um, sometimes I'd find myself tearing up just trying to explain to them how much God loved them. And I have to say, their questions have really kept me on my toes um, and just keep me thinking as well. Um, I've been really shocked by how insightful they are at just seven and six. Um, Let's move on to 2023. <laughs> Thanks, Murray. Um, what a year that was. I can safely say that that was the most challenging year of my life so far. 2023 started normally, but then in January, my husband Jeremy started getting extreme back pain and he wasn't himself. He eventually figured out it was gallstones and in March 2023, he had surgery to remove his gallbladder. As he recovered from that surgery, he discovered that he had testicular cancer. Within a week of that discovery, he had had surgery and was recovering from his second surgery in four weeks. That was a rough couple of months. In his follow-up appointment four weeks later, Jeremy found out that he had to have chemotherapy. Chemo is tough. It is heartbreaking to see the person that you love most in the world suffer so much. To give Jeremy the credit that he deserves, he was brave and strong and so positive through everything. He relied on God through it all and used his strength to get through it. In Jeremy's second week of chemo, he had a reaction that resulted in us rushing to the ER. Jeremy was in there for eight days. Sorry. <laughs> These were the worst eight days of my life. 
after he recovered, <laughs> sorry, after he recovered from the initial reaction, he was actually pretty comfortable and content in hospital and even occasionally joked that it was like having a holiday. I don't think I slept more than two hours a night that week. The next week he had treatment in his room and he reacted again but he was with nurses and had medication and they were able to sort it out. So I'm actually quite grateful that he was there for that but I was still upset that I wasn't able to bring him home. By the time Jeremy finished chemo, I was well and truly just in basic survival mode. Oh, my phone's gone. Since March, I'd been solo parenting three kids, working four days, caring for Jeremy and attending his appointments, and theoretically, keeping a household running. I couldn't keep up any relationships. Messages were received by thoughtful people and close friends, but I had no capacity to think of how to even respond to that. So anyone who sent me a message during this time, thank you, I did appreciate it, but I just, I didn't know how to respond. Um, I was completely overwhelmed. I dropped all care for myself because I just couldn't do things that I used to, like go to Pilates or park run because I didn't have anyone to mind the kids. And that's fine. I would drop anything for my family. I'd drop anything for Jeremy. Just saying that my survival was like... I was functioning at a very basic level of just barely getting through. Sorry. I would love to tell you that this made me so close to God and that I drew on him and his strength, but that's not the truth. I've never felt further away or less connected to God in my life. I always knew in my head that he was there and I prayed and I truly believed that he had Jeremy in his hands. But our relationship was not very close. I couldn't even pick up a devotion book. I would try, the, but the words didn't even register. My brain was at full capacity and if I'm honest, it kind of still is. <laughs> okay. Throughout this tough time though, what I did see was little sprinkles, little glimpses of God. I saw that in my friend who set up local women to provide a meal train for us throughout the duration of chemo. The meals provided by Jural. My brother and sister-in-law, who though they had a very young family and another on the way, still took Jeremy to chemo and cared for Caleb. Through both sets of our parents being willing to support in any way at any time. I cried in practice, but not this much, sorry. <laughs> um, I had a friend who would randomly message me and just say, I'm taking laundry, put some out in the front deck. And then it would come back clean, folded, sorted. I really miss that, that was really nice. <laughs> um, we had a pastor who took Jeremy to chemo and sat with him the whole time. Um, countless people prayed for us. Lots of really supportive text messages. Claire, who while going through such an enormous trial herself, would regularly check in with me and send me, sorry. Give me a sec. 
Thank you, Claire. For sending me vo- verses, encouragement, worship songs. Just encouragement. I couldn't have meant more. It was so amazing, especially considering what she was going through as well. These are the places that I saw Jesus through his people and their actions. I know that God carried us through this time. I know that's why we survived. I know that in my head, but my heart is just catching up. I'm so grateful for the Christian faith that I've had through my life from birth and the foundation that my parents and church family and God have built through my whole life. I was reading Matthew 7, 24 to 27 about how those who listen and obey God's word build their house on the rock. I'll read that now. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fail because it had a foundation on the rock. But anyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built their house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. This this is a story I've heard a thousand times growing up. But this week it really resonated with me. My house was built on the rock. The foundation is strong. But the house itself took a bit of a beating and will need a bit of time to rebuild and recover. What I do know from this experience is that I'm not rebuilding alone. I've been amazed by the amount of support we've had from friends, family, our church and the community. I also know that God has us in his hands and he's not finished working on me yet. Before I go, I just wanted to share a song with you. Don't worry, I'm not singing. (laughs) When I can't read the Bible, um, I just find music really still speaks to me. And this is one song that was with me through the whole time. Um, Even this week, just listening to Christian music, trying to prepare for this talk, I felt like my whole mood and my whole attitude changed. And actually this talk was a lot more positive than it probably started as when I started writing it. Just because, yeah, Christian music can still get through even when I can't pick up a Bible. So this song is I Will Rise by Chris Tomlin. It helped me to give a, get a bigger perspective. It reminds me that wherever I am, however low I am, one day there will be no more suffering. There will be no more pain. So thank you. There's a peace I've come to know Though my heart and flesh may fail There's an acre for my soul I can say it is well Jesus has overcome And the grave is overwhelmed The victory is won He is risen from the dead 
Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.